Welcome everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Hello, hello, hello. It is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. I am Andrew Pasquini. Jason Aponte joining me as always. And Jason, I'm going to say it. Jimmy Garoppolo is all the way back. Kyle Shanahan, all the way back. Most importantly, the San Francisco 49ers are all the way back. No, here's the thing. You, you're, that's not Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not his name. That's not his name. His name is Jimmy Wheels. Jimmy, Jimmy Wheels. Wheels. And you're welcome. We came up with that during the game. Jimmy Wheels. Well, happy 30th birthday to Jimmy Wheels. It is his birthday. That's why we chose to record on Tuesday. No, I'm joking. That's not why we chose. Uh, Jason was traveling back from Chicago. He was at the game on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty fun game, I thought. Uh, the first half was kind of mid to say the least like the 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 first half didn't have me feeling great uh (laughs) the first half didn't make me that i love that lamar garoppolo there we go Um, garoppolo has more rushing touchdowns than lamar jackson does right now think about it man dude he he hey i i'm not right on a lot but i was saying all preseason hey he looks pretty good on the feet man he's moving in the pocket well so i I will take my credit on the uh the jimmy uh oh i already forgot his name Wheels Garoppolo, Jimmy Wheels. Jimmy Wheels from here Jimmy on Wheels. out. Jimmy Wheels. I take all credit for being right that Jimmy Garoppolo was a mobile quarterback in 2021. Yeah, so um, as I said, you were at the game, first half very slow. The first half didn't feel good, kind of what the Niners have felt the past few weeks. Uh, but how was, your, how was your experience in Chicago, Soldier Field? Uh, you probably had some pizza, some hoagies, some brats. I don't know. I'm just throwing all the Midwest yeah. stuff in there. I had brats and I had I had pizza. The pizza was actually the one place that I got the pizza from was actually really good. Was wasn't lasagna? Let's put it like that. And uh, it was actually really good. So I will say that 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 was kind of what I took back. But the Bears fans were super nice. Okay, everybody had nice things to talk about. You know, we we had a blast over there. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, we got a chance to you know talk with them. And and I I really like their their hatred for the Green Bay Packers is deep. Deep, oh, yeah. deep, man. And uh, um, to be at Soldier Field, you know, the, the the Bears are like a landmark franchise. So to be there at the stadium, take in Soldier Field, after they score, they sing songs and things like that. It was it was awesome, man. It was a great time. Yeah. I love Jason's opening with, I love Bears fans. They're so nice. When I vividly remember a video of Jason in his section with nobody there, just like, where's everybody going? Like, like all those people were so nice to you all game. No, and then they... well, all right. What I mean is, is the banter was fun. They yes. were giving it to me a little bit, you know, yes. that we were giving it, but, but it was all in good fun. All of that stuff was in good fun. And plus we had to drop the knowledge on them that like when Justin Fields plays well, we still smile. And even if it is against the 49ers, we still smile. And for the entire game, being able to watch him play well, that was yeah. a treat. Here's the problem in the first half is a lot of the things that we worried were you know, we worried about were coming to fruition, right? The 49ers couldn't stop the run. Justin Fields was out of the pocket. He was making throws on play action. This is literally what I outlined as a doomsday scenario. And for a good half, that's what it looked like. And it did not look good at all. And then you have to remember, Khalil Mack's not there. And, and you know, they're, they're short, you know, they're shorthanded with their coach and such. But I think all of our biggest fears were realized pretty quickly 
that this team was having trouble stopping the run. And then that sets everything else up. Justin Fields had his best day as a pro on Sunday as well, too. So for all the people who know for a fact who's the – how do you feel now? Since we're just going to go off of, like, instant reactions. Yeah. Calm down. Let her, let's let gather more data. But this was easily Justin Fields' best day as a pro. Happened to come against the 49ers. It seemed like he had something to prove to someone on the other sideline. Almost, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, who? I wonder who he was trying to show off or something like that. I wonder who. I, wonder, I mean, not this podcast. We weren't Justin Fields people anyways, right? That's not what happened. Jesse's right. I mean, this is what I kind of threw out. It was kind of radical. Yeah. We talked about it on the podcast, but I felt like the biggest key to victory for the 49ers was to score more points than they did. And look what happened, man. I mean, thank you for listening, 49ers. And who knew that 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 would be a great strategy? I knew you were joking when you said that, but on Saturday for game five of the World Series, they did the like, well, what's the keys of the game for the game five of the World Series? And Al- the first thing that came out of Alex Rodriguez's mouth was, the Braves need to, need, just, they need to score more runs than the Astros. And I'm like, A-Rod, come on, man. Amen. Um, yeah, so let's let's dive into the game a little bit now that we got the uh, the ambiance of what Soldier Field was like. Uh, Jason was there. Uh, the 49ers, they end their four-game losing streak. Uh, they beat the Bears. 33 to 22 and it's the first half you kind of mentioned right the first half was very slow was 13 to 9 going into the first half the Niners have three field goals and it I I think I tweeted something along the lines of like this just isn't fun right now this isn't fun to watch I don't want to be watching this um the the Bears I believe they had a lead going into the fourth quarter as well if I could do math really quick that is 15 it was 16 to 15 going into the fourth quarter and that's where we were introduced to Jimmy Wheels uh Jimmy Garoppolo two rushing touchdowns uh puts the Niners ahead and 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 they 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 hold on 33 to 22 I thought I I, I don't like to start at the end uh because because this is the uh you know, we like to be, be uh, very chronological on this podcast. I thought the Niners had a very nice response to what felt like the back, the back-breaking play, the Justin Fields touchdown. Um, I, 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 I genuinely thought like, oh, oh God, that's it. That's the game because I believe they took a lead uh, with that score uh, and the Niners have to go down and answer. And, and I know it was helped with a 27-yard run uh from elijah mitchell but they they had it was kind of like the indianapolis drive where they went deep 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 they kind of ripped off big plays uh pass short for 19 yards 27 yard run pass short for 23 and then garoppolo ends it i th- was that the same drive as the the miscommunication i don't think that was the same drive uh mm-hmm. with the with the debo samuel coming across um, no, that was supposed to be a touch pass for him because he did all the work on that one play you know so i mean one more thing i wanted to kind of touch on because if we're going to do this chronologically coming out of the half and i think that everybody should know this because i don't think it was highlighted on the broadcast it, it, was, it was not i we first time we talked since sunday you told me yeah. this i didn't i was not aware of this yes so coming out of the half trey lance has his helmet on and he's warming up he's warming up and jimmy garoppolo comes out right and on that drive that Jimmy Garoppolo actually went out there, it's that third and 20 play. Debo Samuel catches a tunnel screen and takes it 80 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. That felt like not only the moment that for right now is saving the 49ers season, but it saved Jimmy Garoppolo's job. Yep. That really felt like if they just go and they get a minuscule three or four yards on that and, and they have to punt a, you know, for the first time, or they have to punt the ball away, that that was going to be it that they were going to turn it right over to Trey. It was that close. 
And Debo Samuel not only saved the 49ers season as of right now, because there's still more to go, yes. saved the season, probably saved Jimmy Garoppolo's starting job, who is definitely going to start next week against Arizona. That is something that I want to point out. Not a conspiracy theory, saw with my own eyes, not making it up. And anybody else who was there saw the same exact thing happen. Um, I just want to make sure that you point that out. So props to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I understand that you're going to give it to Debo Samuel because of what he did. But props to him because he had to feel the same thing as well, too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know what? After that, the 49ers offense got rolling. There you go. That's, uh, that's pretty much that's my little spiel on that. But that definitely happened. And I want to make sure that that's out there. Yeah, and and I thought I thought Garoppolo played fine. It, it's it's kind of a backhanded compliment almost. Uh just just the the excitement. Hey Don Burr, how you doing, man? We've missed you. Um the, the excitement coming out of that game of Garoppolo's performance to me is a production of how poorly he's played, right? Because I don't think he had a great game by any stretch of the word. I think he had a fine game, right? He played fine. Um it's just if you compare it to his previous weeks, it was it was it was amazing, right? He felt like a totally different quarterback, and now this 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 is the first inkling I've had all year with Jimmy Garoppolo of like this feels like they can build off of this. They can build up. They can build off of this performance. There was a couple deep shots. They uh, third play of the game or second play of the game. They went deep to Ayuk. Like first mm-hmm. of all. Like, 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 we just need to break that sentence down in parts, right? Jimmy Garoppolo deep shot, which, like, wh- what? And brand intended for Brandon, I Brandon Ayuk. Like, we've been talking about Brandon Ayuk all season, of like, where is he? And this feels like the Brandon Ayuk game as well. Like, there, there's a lot of ways you can cut this game offensively. Defensively was, is what it is, right? Like, I, I had a feeling without Matt Nagy that the the Bears offense would look pretty good because it's almost like he's not a good head coach and he's he's not great. Um, I, 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 I was kind of worried about the Bears offense. I was more worried about the Niners offense being able to move the ball against a very bad defense. Like that defense isn't good, uh, but the Niners did it. So like I, I think a lot of this is, is take with a grain of salt, right? Garoppolo was fine, not great. Uh, the offense was fine, not great against a bad defense. We'll see what that means. Uh, but but this really felt like almost like a, a, a coming out party for a lot of the uh, Debo Samuel had a just probably his best game of the season. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Every game, every 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 game is his best game of the every season. Every game has been his year, best man. game of the oh season. Just goodness, looking at his man. numbers, six receptions, 171 yards. I know a big part of that is 83 yards, but still, uh, Garoppolo. Hey, a 300 yard passing game. Let's like I, I I know 84 of them was on a screen, but like hey, he gets credit for 300 passing yards. Uh, Ayuk was used. Ayuk actually had the second most tar- most amount of targets on the offense. This this really like like I don't want to sound, you know, too, you know, this is where the season turns around because I don't know if that's true. But if the Niners do make the playoffs some way somehow, right? I I I genuinely think you look at the Bears game and say that is where it turned around. Everything started working offensively at least. That's what we've been talking about. Stack your wins, 1-0. And now look, Kyler Murray is probably not going to play in this game next week. DeAndre Hopkins is is banged up as well. Circumstances change. Some teams are going to have injuries as well, too. You just got to keep stacking wins, and that's it. Who knows if next week will be a springboard win? And then guess what? Boom, you're right back in the saddle against the Rams. This is exactly what the 49ers needed to do. In terms of Brendan Ayuk, it was really great to hear Kyle Shanahan say it was his best game of the year, and that's great that he was actually where he was at. He was blocking well. He looked like the guy that we saw last year. 
Debo Samuel continues to impress. He is the best weapon on this team right now, second in the league in receiving yards, and he's about 20 receptions behind Cooper Cup. And that's insane to really believe that, right? Cooper Cup, yeah. I believe, has 63 and he has 44, something like that. Also, Elijah Mitchell is just incredible. Another person that really is not getting any love in this game at all. Well, two people. Two people on the offensive end. Kyle Juszczyk and Charlie Warner. I understand that Charlie Warner got no run last year, and I thought that he was going to be completely useless. So for everybody who is upset with the red shirting thing, Charlie Warner is turning into that blocking tight end that we all thought he would be. And Kyle Juszczyk was perfect in this game in terms of his blocking. Literally chipping guys on the edge and then getting out on a combo block and then getting out to, to the second level and getting someone else. This team was, when it when it turned around, when they, when they really needed big plays, Debo Samuel comes through, the team switched, and, and it was it felt like a back-against-the-wall type thing. Now, listen, I understand it's the Chicago Bears. At the same time, this team wasn't really showing that they could take punches and come right back, especially with the way that the game was going. So mm -hmm. all of those things in, in turn, if you just want to look at it positively, that's how you have to look at it. And now, look, reinforcements are on the way. Aziz will be back next week. D Ford will be back next week. Maybe Dre Greenlaw, George Kittle. May, you, like, listen, now, now this is the time that sometimes— Robbie Gold. Right. Oh, Christ. Circumstances change. And uh, and Ed, trust me, I was I was yelling at every Bears fan. Can you just please take him back? Like, I mean, look, here, here's here's why I see. I saw somebody say something in the in the comments about I bet he feels different about kickers. No, Joey Sly yesterday proved my point to a fault. You know why? Mm -hmm. He just got cut today because Robbie Gold is coming back. Robbie Gold is three of 10 from 50 yards out the, since 2019. Three of 10, 30%. Not great, Bob. Joey Sly, two for two in one year from 50. That's why you don't pay kickers. It yeah. does not matter. Anyway, um, but yes, uh, all, of these, all of these things are coming back. Jeff Wilson has a chance to come back. This is why circumstances change. This is why you have to sit there and look at every week, 1-0, one, one and oh, go 1-0, and oh, get ready for the next game because who knows what other team is coming out on the other side. The Arizona Cardinals are not that team that they played last time, especially with the injuries. And if you can start the roll and get your reinforcements back, I can't imagine how good this, this team will be blocking when George Kittle's back and ready to go. Jeff Wilson will be there for reinforcements everything's starting to shape up a little bit more now we have jimmy ward that's probably going to miss a game or two that's not great at all but uh you know it, it, i'm just saying week to week just stack your wins and just get get going and get reinforcements back that's it yeah and, and, uh, and he missed two he missed two extra points which in the grand scheme of things didn't matter but if you're going to make 50 yarders that at the league minimum don't give me the guy who's going to make 50 yarders for the league minimum than the guy who makes all of the 40 yarders for way too much money. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It, it, it really just comes down to what the Niners gave Robbie gold. You mentioned the NFL being a week to week uh, league, right? And, and, and I know I this is a, the second week in a row now, Jason, where I'm going to say, I'm going to take your week to week argument and let's apply it. So just looking at the Niners schedule, right? Because you mentioned the Cardinals game, no Kyler Murray likely. So this feels like a different game, right? But like, 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 let's just look even further. The Bengals game, that feels a little less scary now because they just lost to the Jets, right? Uh, the Titans game, looking down the road, a little less scary because Derrick Henry's out. So yes, this is a, the, the, the reports of the Niners' demise was was very immature, just very premature. There we go, not immature, premature. They're, they're three and four. They can, if, they, if they can pick up a win against the Cardinals, which they should if Kyler doesn't play, you're talking about four and four. Going into a stretch of games where it's it's Rams, Jaguars, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals. I'm not just going to list all these names, but it, the point is, it's very winnable at that point. And I know it's a week to week thing. Th this Bears win, man, it feels. I, I and maybe it tells you where the Niners were before the Bears game. This Bears win feels. To do a Steve Young thing, the monkeys off the back, right? Like they 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 won. 
they won. Now they can start rolling because four four game losing streak. That's a month of losing. That is a mm-hmm. month of losing, and not just losing, but losing pretty winnable games. Right, right, right. You can go to the Packers game. They could have won that Packers game. They could have beat the Seahawks. They could have beat the Cardinals. They could have won all those games. You know, and and now we're sitting here. They beat the Bears like they should have, and and it feels like going into November things are very different. Yeah, and and that's it, right? I mean, I I hate how cliche it sounds, but yes, you just have to keep stacking your wins, and just week to week, the teams that are coming out are not going to be the teams that that they were before then. And uh, you know, the Rams game, who knows what what it'll be in two weeks? But you're looking too far ahead. This week, you're talking about Arizona, but in terms of this game. Um, a lot of a lot of great performances. Elijah Mitchell is the real deal. Debo Samuel is incredible, carrying this offense on his back, literally. All of the great blocking. Brandon Ayuk had his best game for Kyle to say that out loud. That's a great step because that could springboard him. What? So everybody's talking about what they should do with the trade deadline. Maybe the biggest trade deadline accusation, uh, acquisition, accusation, acquisition would be Brandon Ayuk stepping into that role that we all thought that he could get yeah. into, and and this team going that way. So. Um, and, and maybe the, the best acquisitions are going to be getting George Kittle back, Aziz and D Ford being back, um, you know, and, and, and those sort of things. So that's really where it's at. And it's got to be week to week. It has to be week to week. And that's why we remain positive this week about this is a game that they should win. I know that we keep repeating that, repeating that. But, hey, it feels really good on a Tuesday to talk about a victory as opposed to, man, look at this team and where they're going, because they could have very well been sellers easily um, yeah. after this game. Two, two and five feels significantly different than three and four. Oh, yeah. It feels way different. And, and we're half this a is game a out of, half a game out of the last playoff spot as well. Half a game. Yeah. Like, like if the Niners lose that game, we are talking about the season's probably over. Like, like yeah. two and five, they're, they're going in. I mean, obviously the Cardinals game is a little different, uh, but let, like, let's say Kyler doesn't get hurt. And, and we're, we're talking about, you know, oh, the Cardinals and the Rams. Now there's a potential of being two and seven and, and things like that. Now three and four, Kyler Murray's hurt, maybe four and four, maybe four and five after the Rams because the Rams are very good. Um, you know, it's not as easy as saying Kyle Shanahan beats Sean McVay every time. Um, you, you know, um, another name I want to say, I, I know we talked about it earlier. I wanted to make the point. Elijah Mitchell, and this isn't like a specific situation. I just want to like say Elijah Mitchell's why you don't like trade into the second round to get a running back, right? You can get really good running backs in like the sixth round. Elijah Mitchell's been so damn good. And for him to go back to back 100 yard games, it, it the passing game is slowly going to start looking better if, if they can get that running game back. And Elijah Mitchell has made it better. And, and who knows? Obviously, it's not as easy to do this, but maybe if it's a if it's if it's a normal day in Santa Clara, Sunday night football against the Colts, maybe that game looks a little different. Maybe Garoppolo doesn't throw a duck in the fourth quarter to end it. Things happen, you know. The the running game with Elijah Mitchell looks like the running game we are used to as 49er fans, which should should open up the passing game with an average quarterback, right? Right. And and Elijah Mitchell, just just to put some context to how good he's been this year. Um, he is third in the league when facing eight defenders in the box, eight plus in the box at 30% of the time. The the first, the two ahead of him are Christian McCaffrey and Mark Ingram. Their rush yards over expected for Christian McCaffrey. I believe it's negative 33 for uh, Mark Ingram. It's negative 29 for Elijah Mitchell. It's plus 78. That is insane. And, and, and that is, it's, that's the part of the football that the 49ers need to be playing, right? When you're able to run the ball, when they know you're going to run the ball, and you they, you can't do anything about it. Now, I understand the Bears were missing 
you know, Khalil Mack and they were fine. That's very true. But at the same time, this is Elijah Mitchell's sample size over the year of having eight plus in the box. How much of that has to do with who they respect at quarterback or what's going on? That's a whole different story. But Elijah Mitchell has been incredible. He's made Trey Sermon a complete afterthought. And especially when Jeff Wilson gets back, Trey Sermon is not going to see the field at all, at all. No. And, and, and like, unfortunately, you know, I, I joke about it, but like, unfortunately, it's like you traded up for Trey Sermon just for this, this fifth, sixth round running back to be better. And now it's, it, you know, is what it is. I'm not going to get into that conversation right now. Um, Elijah Mitchell, just very good outside out when he gets to the outside, man, he's, he's very good. I, I don't know what else I can say about him, man. He he's, he's been very good. He's, he's probably, do I say the biggest, like, do we count Debo Samuel as the biggest surprise? Because we knew Debo was good, just not this good. If we're not counting Debo Samuel, I think Elijah Mitchell's probably been the biggest surprise of this offense, not just because of how well he's performing, because I know there's, there, there's a group of people who, you know, say they were all, you know, they, they were all in on Mitchell when they drafted him. He was probably pretty good coming out of college, but him also like take, cause he was meant to be like a secondary piece of this running game behind Moser, behind Wilson, behind uh sermon where now he is, he's pretty much the feature back. And the production's there. Like he's been very good all year for the Niners. And, and I think it's safe to say he's probably going to be the rookie of the year for the offense for our award show. Spoiler. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that he is the biggest surprise only because my eyes opened up to Debo Samuel when I was able to be at camp, he was yeah. dusting everybody and it just, he looked like a different player. Now I, I knew that he would be the number one receiver, but I didn't know that he would be the number one receiver to the tune of second in the league and receiving yards That's with true. a, with one game missed on a bye week <laughs> So I didn't know it was that, but I did see, you know, Debo Samuel was clearly the best receiver on the field all through training camp, all through training camp. And that's carried over with Elijah Mitchell. You know, it was obviously it was Sermon and Mostert to start. And then Elijah Mitchell was primarily used in pass catching roles or in the second or third, you know, second or third team. But, uh, yeah, I would have to say he's the biggest surprise of this season, especially on the offense. If we're talking about what we knew in camp and what we know now. Uh, the other offensive note I had is uh, Trent Williams is pretty good. Oh, that offensive line was very good in this game. Offensive line was very good. Yeah, the offensive line as a whole, I should give them all credit, but Trent Williams, I just want to like, Best he's very game. he's very good too. Like the Niners Best in the game. did pretty well with him. Um, yeah. yeah, the offensive line just did a really good job. Obviously, no Khalil Mack for the Bears, which, you know, how much that changes, I don't know. I don't know how much one player changes. Could change a lot, could change a little. Uh, the offensive line as a whole, like I just, I felt like that, and I don't even think this is a hot take because it's not. That that was the most complete offensive game the Niners played all season. And it's not even close. Well, it got to it in the second half. And, uh, you know, while I have a second, too, anybody who's tapped into the to the live show, make sure you hit that like button that sends the algorithm up and it, and it puts our video up a little bit further so we get more eyes on it. I, I would greatly appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, it like, again, it felt like there was a turning point in this game. And when Debo Samuel makes that play, it's third and 20. And it's a tunnel screen. That's a that's a play to just get you off the field, get you into a punting position, get you a little bit further away from the end zone. Mm-hmm. Not for the guy to run past everybody and nearly score a touchdown. Yep. Debo Samuel has been incredible. And imagine if he didn't he wasn't nursing a calf injury, man. I mean, just he has a he's he's got the most receiving yards by any receiver in the history of the 49ers through how many games? That includes Jerry Rice. This guy is playing out of his mind right now. It's Terrell Owens. It includes, you know, John Taylor and 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 AJ Jenkins and all those great Niner receivers. It's 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 really an impressive list. And Debo Samuel's at the top. AJ Jenkins, got it. 
That was it. Just threw me off. I just I got I, that. That was the goal with it. Uh, defensive side of the ball, um, you know, defense was the defense. I, I just normally got the interception. I, I wanted to lead with that. I did. That's that's what I'm going to do then. Yeah, I'm leading with Josh Norman. Josh Norman had an interception. It felt good. Uh, and he also returned Josh Norman on that interception return because that interception puts the game away, right? It was one of those interception returns where I'm like, hey, man, you should get down. Like, don't don't fumble. But at the same time, he probably was like, nah, man, like I'm taking this to the house. I like I am redeeming myself on this one. Inter- Not that he's been particularly bad. It's just he has a lot of penalties, which I guess in turn makes him particularly bad. Um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. The Niners defense didn't do much for me this game. Um, maybe it looked a little different for you at the game. Um, I have a comparison I want to make at some point, not yet. Um, but, but the defense was fine. Yeah. Um, two things stood out on defense for me. Uh, Nick Bosa is incredible. And, and and I just, anybody who ever thought that he was not going to be able to come back from the injury, like, what are you going to say right now? Because he's incredible. Well, three things actually. So Nick Bosa, Talanoa Hufanga was yes. everywhere and he had a great game man for a rook man he doesn't look like it at all he played very well he's going to be paramount now if jimmy ward misses and obviously targets on the ir and this defense misses aziz alshair on run on run defenses and, and khalil herbert was great was great but this defense needs aziz alshair he is paramount to the run game to the run defense because they were getting gashed Herbert was running very well, and that's what we were afraid of. Again, your line doesn't have to be good if the running back, like Khalil Herbert, has great vision, but they were having a tough time bringing him down, and Aziz Al-Shair was responsible for a lot of that as well, too. Um, Eddie V, thank you for the uh, the contribution. Shout out to Warner. He was a difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing that jumps out at me. Charlie Warner didn't get any reps last year at all. Was, was brought in. He's just blocking tight end. Everybody's like, well, what's going on? I don't know if he developed over the offseason. I don't know what's going on, but he's great. And the way that they're using him, like I said, they put him out on the edge on, on one of those outside zones. You know, Kyle Juszczyk comes and chips him, and then he gets to the second level. So a combo block, and then you get to the second level and allow Elijah Mitchell to get there. Just just imagine where this offense is going to be when Kittle's back. And and like I said, this is probably Kyle Juszczyk's best game of the season. Yeah. Forget, throw out, throw out the offensive stats because obviously he didn't get anything. But I'm talking about what they have him here for, creating those angles in the run game. This was it. And this is where you really saw that show up, honestly. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Randon McMahon, like that name, uh, also yeah. makes a good point. Samson Nebukam had his best game. I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, the pa- the pass rush was fine. The rest of the defense, like... I don't know, man. Like to, to me, nothing stood out. Obviously, that's just to me. Bosa's two sacks. Uh, I did want to touch on Hufanga. You were absolutely correct on that. He had a very good game. Bosa already has seven sacks on the season. He's been. It, it's almost like you didn't lose him for a year. That's just kind of the level he's been playing at, which is insane considering the injury he suffered. Um, Eric Armstead is this year's Mike McGlinchey. Um, he's been very. Good. I think he's been pretty good all year. I, I don't know if very is the right word, but we really like to focus on the bad plays with him. And the right? one bad play was this Justin Fields run, which was electric. That Wait, stadium which exploded. Like, which, like, oh my God, like, th- th- this is what I hate. Like, this isn't aimed at 49ers Twitter. This is more aimed at sports Twitter as a whole, is, is when somebody does something phenomenal like Justin Fields did, we have to look at the other side and be like, oh, Eric Armstead's bad. Eric Armstead messed that play up. Why can't we just give Justin Fields the credit of like, dude made a play. Dude made a play. Justin Fields made a play. And and yeah, it sucks that Armstead's at the other end of it. 
that he misses the tackle. But like Armstead, man, he's been he's been solid this year. I think I think I'm stealing a take you gave me, Jason, because that's what I do. Like I think the trade today is helping is probably a thing to try and get him back a little more on the inside. Um, like yeah, Justin Fields just made a great play on that, and I don't think we need to look at that one play and sit here and say, "Hey, like like Eric Armstead's bad because that one play." Eric Armstead's been very good all year. Yeah. One play, Justin Fields beats him, and now all of a sudden we're having a conversation. I mean, he uh, there was a large portion of the today. That was the large portion of the season where he had better numbers than DeForest Buckner in, in mm-hmm. terms of pressures and quarterback hits and all those things. Tony, thank you for the donation. You know what's going to be awesome? Trent Williams, George Kittle, and Kyle Juszczyk all blocking on the same play. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, I mean, look, Justin Fields, right, that is what they, they drafted him for, for those type of plays. Like, he made a play. That's what the kid did, and he made a bunch of plays. Man, and for as impressive as that was, that touchdown throw was incredible. Off of one foot, right out of the fingertips of Norman, ball placement perfect. That's the stuff that we were looking at in Ohio State when we said, man, this guy's accurate at all three levels of the field, can make things happen. That's arm talent right there. And for Justin Fields to have his best day as a pro yeah. in front of me, I was a proud, proud uh, papa on this one. And I don't care. People were like... Hey, man, and people were walking up to me like, oh, get owned by Fields. I was like, get owned. I was like, I love that guy. Was, Listen to the Sprint you, Right Option podcast yeah. in April and March. I was like, get owned. I was like, I'm just so happy this is happening right now. I was like, and I get to watch it. So, yeah, I mean, he had his best game. Obviously, he throws a pick at the end. But, man, all like, again, the biggest fears that we had for this game, they were starting to get realized because the running game was getting going. Justin Fields was making plays out of the pocket, off of play action, all those things. Like, they couldn't stop them. They scored on almost every single drive, literally every time, whether it was a field goal or not. They were scoring. The 49ers had no answers at that point. That's why it felt when it was like 16-9, uh oh, this one might be done. This one might be done. It didn't. So, it yeah. didn't feel good at all. Right. Like 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 it, it was. As I said, I tweeted at I think halftime. This isn't fun to watch. Like this just doesn't feel good. And 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 something clicked. And whether it was a halftime thing or or the Debo play made something click. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but something obviously clicked in the second half. And yeah, when I said earlier today, the most complete game by the Niners' offense, it wasn't complete, but it felt like the best. It felt like. It felt like the game that they really were able to move the ball and do things. Um, complete, man, that's that's one quarter, one through four, and, and they haven't had but, that yet. But I think you mean complete in terms of all of the weapons being used, yes, right? Yes, that too, I, that, that as well, yes. Ayuk, Debo, uh, Mitchell, this wasn't all – I mean, obviously, Debo Samuel was carrying a large portion of, of the load, obviously, you know, that 83-yard touchdown. Even that, that nice throw from Jimmy over you – know, it was a deep shot to Debo at the half, at the end of the half, to get uh, points. That was really big too. So, yeah, I mean, it just felt – I think what you mean in terms of complete was the offensive line blocked well. They ran the ball well. Ayuk was involved. Um, you know, Debo is Debo. And then Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Wills um, said, I don't care about 300-yard games and, and throwing touchdowns. I'm going to be the first quarterback since Jeff Garcia to throw for 300 and run for two. How about that? Eat, Put that in your pipe and smoke it, people who want mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> we got one already. No, and – and man, and just on the Ayuk thing before we dive into the three stars, um, as dumb as it sounds, man, it really felt like a two point conversion is what like changed. I don't know what change is the right word, but for something obviously happened for Kyle Shanahan because the Niners score a touchdown, go up twenty one to sixteen in the fourth quarter. They they need this two point conversion to go up seven. And he he chooses to go one read play to, to Ayuk in the middle, and and that it feels important. 
because he hasn't gone to Ayuk. Ayuk hasn't really been the first guy to go to all year. And in a situation where they need the two, Shanahan is getting the ball to Ayuk. So, and, and that to me, it, it might not be important, but it feels like something important happened there. And I don't know what yet. I don't know if my my thoughts have been for me are fully form. I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I'm fully not, formulated. But, but there we go. Jason knows what I'm trying to say. God, you know, I, I went to school to be a communications major and the amount of times I forget words. It's just start. I paid way too much money to forget words as much. And this is a great point by Christopher here, man. That route, that hesitation yes. route, it was filthy. It happened on the on my side of the field on, in that yes. end zone, too. And I was able to record it. And oh, my goodness, man, that looked like the guy that was doing that to Tredavious White was doing that to all these other guys. So, again, this is what I'm saying, right? You win this game, it feels good. Now you're not at the trade deadline, you know, looking to buy because what if the, the trade deadline acquisition is Brandon Ayuk's back involved, George Kittle's back, Elijah Mitchell is running deadline acquisitions because they were largely not there. I think Jason froze. I think Jason froze. So I will I will talk since he is talking about trade deadline. Oh, oh is he back? He's back. He's You're back. Go. Hold it. Hold it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Jason talks about the, uh, I guess it's a good time just to dive in. Uh, Jason talks about the trade deadline acquisitions. Uh, they, the, the Niners did make a trade today. Uh, they traded for Charles Omenahue. Uh, oh my God. I wrote it down to Omenahue. There we go. That's what it was. Uh, I wrote it down to get it right. Uh, it, another, another depth piece for the uh, edge, which, which I, I don't know how many people, <laughs> I don't know how many people like like I understand as 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 easy it is to say hey they need to fix the secondary. This has always been the Niners kind of go to since since the Lynch Shanahan thing uh has come together. It's been get the get the pass rush to fix the secondary. Uh I'll always go back to the 2018 team. They have two interceptions all year. They add a pass rush and it it fix the secondary. So I think that's a little bit where this thought is. Uh let's go back to the Bears game now. I, I just wanted to make sure I got that news out. Uh, since Jason froze. Uh, Jason, do you have any final thoughts before we get to the three stars of the game? No, it just feels good to be talking about a win, and it feels good to be optimistic about chances because the Arizona Cardinals are in a bad way right now with injuries, and the 49ers have it right in front of them. They're a half game out of the playoff spot, and you know uh, you know what? Credit to Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Credit to Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I Look, I've been very vocal about the idea that I want Trey Lance to start because I feel like the offense could operate at, at a similar functionality, but man... He, his back was against the wall. Lance was ready to come in. You see all that happening, and boom, he he responded, and and the 49ers won, man. So shout out for this week, for this week on his birthday, homecoming game for this week. Shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Give the man some credit, just a little bit of credit. Come on, do it again next week. That's yes. what I want. Let's do it again. And and hey, Jason, isn't it nice that when the 49ers give us the say something positive about the 49ers segment, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun when, when, when they do the positives. Um, three stars. I'll go first. Go. Jimmy Garoppolo. Good Jimmy time. Garoppolo. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, like you say what you want. 322 yards. Uh, he's looking very mobile. I'm very, very excited about Jimmy wheels. We love it. it. By far his best game of the season. When they need, when they needed it, like, like this wasn't like a throwaway game. They needed a game out of him and they got it. Um, and, and, and you know, as I said, if, if this is the game that turns the Niners season around or if the Niners make the playoffs, this was the game we look at and we look at Jimmy's performance and say, hey, it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. And that's 
that's the secret. They just need good enough out of him. They don't need perfect quarterback play. They just need good enough. And, and right. that's what they, they got. They just need baseline. You know, they just need baseline, uh, you know, competency. And then with, with, with several plays here and there. And Jimmy shows it. But I think that that's what's the maddening part about it is the inconsistencies. It's part of the roller coaster. So my third star. Brendan, are you? It's time. It's time. Get him back. Get him rolling because you're going to need it. You're going to need to score points against the Rams. You're going to need to score points in these games. You're going to need to find ways so people don't lock in on Debo Samuel, even if you find creative ways to get him the ball. Again, everybody wants everybody to trade for people. But what if your trade deadline acquisition is getting Brandon Ayuk back to the level that you got from last year? And that would be a huge boost to this offense no matter who the quarterback is going to be going forward. Nice to see you, Brandon Ayuk. Not only that two-point conversion route was filthy, but there was other routes that he was filthy on. Also, the effort down the field blocking. That's what really I believe Kyle Shanahan was talking about in terms of he's not where he was. You need to be able to block as a wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk was hustling to the other side of the field when the play was the other way and blocking for Elijah Mitchell. Shout out to Brandon Ayuk. Hopefully this is a springboard, and now we can count on you the way that we thought we could in the beginning of the season. Yeah, if, if we had honorable mentions, I think Brandon Ayuk would have been my fourth star. I just have – I wanted to shout out Garoppolo like you wanted to shout out Ayuk, so there we go. It works out. Yeah. Uh, third star, I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell. Second star. So second star with numbers. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, second star, uh, I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell. 18 carries, 137 yards, a touchdown. He's good. Like, like I said it earlier. I, I, I said it earlier. He's very good. He the, – the offense looks vastly different with a very good uh, – with a good running game. And, yeah. and, and and he has been providing that by himself. Uh, it's obvious. I think he's 100% healthy uh, after he came off that injury a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell as my second star. Yeah, and I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo's second star. Again, things were on the border of, you know, again, whether Debo Samuel with that play saved the season, he may have saved Jimmy Garoppolo's job for one more week because if they punt right there, they go right to Lance and they move in another direction at this point. You know, there's a lot of talk about what Kyle said to him on the sideline. I've heard that. I can't confirm that because I didn't hear it, but you know, that that's what we've been hearing from people. So that's just what's out there about, Hey, this is simple stuff. Make sure you execute it. Can you do this, Jimmy? But Hey, when, uh, when they needed some points and they were moving the ball and they, he, he came through, man. And, and that's, uh, that's Listen, forget about what happened. We're just talking about this week. That's where he was. Give yeah. the man some credit. He played very well in his hometown. And you could tell that after he got it going a little bit, the fire started to spark in him. So I don't want to talk about going forward. I don't want to talk about behind. We're mm -hmm. talking about this week. Jimmy Garoppolo was great when he needed to be. And they won the game, man. That's it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about going forward on Friday when we preview the Cardinals game. I think that's a good place. Uh, Jason, I'm going to try and do it again. I hope I hope I'm right. Go. On the count of three, your first star. One, two, three, Debo, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. There we Debo go. I think that's Samuel. I think that's the second time we've done that with Debo Samuel. Like I just think honestly, like Debo Samuel's at a point with like LeBron and the NBA MVP. It's like everybody knows he's the MVP, so like give it to somebody else. I like is Debo at that point because I'm pretty sure he's had the first star in six of the seven games like like he's he's been he's been the best player on the offense and it's not even close like it, it's, it's not even close he's he's been insane six receptions 171 yards he has the very very big play the 84 yard uh or 80 yard whatever well 83 yards there we go the 83 yard catch and run i mean he's been something else for this offense man and i, I don't know how many like i don't know how many hyperboles i can go through anymore with how like how good he is he's just mm -hmm. he's been good yes um as the kids say built different six built. catches six catches 171 yards let me run down some other stats for you 
Debo Samuel is second in the league in receiving yards behind only Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has 924, played an extra game, and has 19 more receptions. And Debo Samuel has 819 yards. Remarkable stuff. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, 44 receptions for Debo Samuel. 65% of them account for first downs. Money, money, money. Every time you need it, Debo Samuel has easily been the MVP of this team. Not even close at this point. Debo Samuel is creeping his way into the conversation of being a top 10 wide receiver this year based on his play. All he needed to do is be healthy. And every single week, he is the reason that the 49ers are in any sort of position to win games. He's been incredible, man. Yeah, he is uh, four of his seven games, 100-plus receiving yards. So, I mean, like he's – yeah, he's 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 been something else man he is yeah he, he's just he's been very good there, there's no other way to put it that's the best way to put it uh jason do you want to touch on the trade a little more now that that you're back uh the niners trade for charles omenahu got it right that time i'm really good at saying names in my head not good saying them out loud i don't know why mm-hmm. um you know you know to me it's 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 a move that you know the, the edge rushers haven't been great this year it, you know it is what it did nick bose has been very good uh, Armstead's been fine, but outside of that, you know, Ebucom hasn't given you the performance you expected. Uh, Arden Key hasn't been great. Mo Hurst has been hurt, and I know Hurst is on the inside, so I guess it doesn't work. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Willis has been suspended, so I mean, this, this is a to me a big depth move, uh, very important. He's probably going to get snaps. Um, but Jason, before today, he wasn't in my book, so you, you want to give me a little bit of a uh, Charles Omenahue. Yeah, so in terms of Omenihu, you're talking about a Jordan Willis-type acquisition, right? And you're hoping that Chris Kosura can unlock something in him because Jordan Willis was a monster all preseason and in camp yes. and any sort of any, any sort of game action. Obviously, first game back, I don't even know if he really played. That's something I'll have to check into. Didn't really see him have too much impact. But I think that the overall impact of this is that it kicks Armstead inside, which is we all know for a fact he's much more effective. Listen, Armstead is very versatile. He can play on both sides. But if you're talking about effectively where he can play, it would be inside. If he can give this boost, I mean, the kid has 16 pressures, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. The only person on this team that has more than him as of right now is uh, Nick Bosa. So if, if Chris Kosera can unlock it, you keep Eric Armstead inside, you keep Nick Bosa on the other side, this starts to feel a little bit different. And uh, you know what? Depth is wealth in this league because yes. injuries are going to continue to pile up. So I like the move, especially if it moves Eric Armstead inside where he's been shown to be much more effective. And the, the 49ers are really starting to realize that Nick Bosa can't be the only one putting pressure on the quarterback, that if they can generate it in other places up the middle, especially that's what they're missing with DeForest Buckner. And obviously Kinlaw's out now. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a smart move, especially when you consider they gave up a six-round pick for a kid who's 24 years old. Perfect. Yeah, and, and I believe they have him under contract next year as well. So it, it, it and he works. only costs a million dollars next year. That's it, a million dollars next year. So, and then yes, yeah, people are saying in the uh, chat, uh, Devo, not only four four games of 100 plus yards, three of 150 plus. So just, just having an insane year, and it, it's something things you love to see. That uh, Debo Jason, Samuel. Debo Samuel will be the first thousand yard receiver since Anquan Bolden in 2014. And right now his pace is near 2000 receiving yards. I don't know if you can keep that up, but that just goes to show you more stats. Every time I go and look up his stats, every time I go and look at pace, I am more and more blown away at what he's doing this year, especially when you talk about how this offense has been struggling um, in terms of um, quarterback play. So, I mean, it just MVP. And, and now do you feel so bad about passing on DK Metcalf or any of those guys, right? Like, I mean, you have to kind of now bring yourself to the conversation a little bit that, hey, maybe the 49ers got this one right because right now in year three, it's it's an absolute breakout. 
Wait, are you trying to tell me Niner fans concern concern themselves with past moves more than they do with the current team? That's weird. That never happens. Yes, would, I wish we drafted Terry McLaurin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we drafted Aaron Rodgers. Going, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, oh. Well, I do, but whatever. That's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, hey, do you have any uh, last last second thoughts uh, before we we get out of here? No, 49er fans, enjoy the win and think about next week and think about what what team is in front of you in terms of health and where they'll be. I mean, if it's Colt McCoy, then you have to really feel good about it. I'm going to say this. Vegas has moved the line from the they were giving the Niners uh, minus three and now it's a pick them. So I believe that Vegas has inside info that it will be, in fact, 49ers legend Colt McCoy starting for the Arizona Cardinals. And DeAndre Hopkins didn't look too well at the end of that game. I actually would expect him to play. But at the same time, it's not the same thing if, if if Kyler's not there with him. So the 49ers have it all right in front of them. You have a chance to knock down Arizona, win two in a row, and springboard yourself into a Monday Night Football game with the Rams. So, again, enjoy the win. Let's put the let's put the pitchforks away. Let's not nitpick anything like this. It's felt like a good win. Enjoy yeah. it because uh, I, I know that I woke up on Monday and was like, hey, man, a win? I forgot what that felt like. So, I mean, that's it. You guys should just really enjoy this one because it was a good game and they, they answered the bell when they needed to. There it is. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a game you feel good about. Like it's the first half wasn't great, but they 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 pulled through in the second half, and that's all you could ask for. A win is a win, uh, you know. And in the words of my favorite guy, you know, got to eat that W, which you know just. Oh, I'm sorry, Jameis. I'm sorry, Jameis. I had to, man. Hey, 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 hey. Jameis Winston is going to be a free agent next year, and the Saints are not interested in bringing him back at all, apparently. Um, I don't know why, because he's actually played really well this year. But hey, just putting it out there for you, uh, for you, Andrew. Putting it out there, yeah. We'll find out what team jersey I'll buy of his, because it won't be the Niners, because the Niners have Trey Lance, Jason Aponte. Yeah, but what if Jameis Winston is the backup, and that's the best mm, backup in the league? Oh, dude, I would buy a backup quarterback jersey. And that, absolutely, if, if Jameis Winston ever signed with the Niners, that I'm buying a jersey. I'm, that, I'm trying to speak it into existence for you. We got to speak. speak it, we got to speak it into existence, Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, get get well. Did you did you see him dancing after the game? Dancing on the crutch. He's on a the, national treasure. National uh, treasure, man. I, uh, I and I who cannot, knew? Who knew you could win games when your your starting quarterback goes down? Who knew? Wild. They beat the Bucks uh, with Trevor they beat Simeon. The Bucks, man. With Trevor Simeon, Sean Jeez, Payton. Man. Shout out to Sean Payton, man. Sure. I I honestly think the Buccaneers the past two days have been kicking themselves for picking Brady over Jameis. That's just my thought. All right. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. That's uh that's it for this week and Jameis Winston weekly. Uh I hope he gets well soon and uh he's a legend and I love him more than I love myself, Jason Aponte. As always. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners three and four. Let's get it rolling, huh?